Welcome into the Grace Point Daily Podcast. My name is Jeremiah Johnson. This is episode number 97. This is going to be a real life stories edition with Greg Walden. Greg Walden, one of my best friends in the entire world. He is a podcaster, has a podcast called Voice in the Modern Wilderness. Let's welcome him to the Grace Point Daily Podcast. What's up, Greg? Hey, Pastor Jeremiah, it's an honor to be on your show. Uh, Thanks for having me. Really great to have you on here. And we're going to touch on several different things today, one of which is that you are a podcaster, having a podcast called Voice in the Modern Wilderness. Let's dive into it a little more deeply in just a second, but give us an overall take on what that's all about. Yes, um, the Voice in the Modern Wilderness podcast, I I started a few months ago. Um, It's... I have a deep, you know, I'm, 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 you know, being a former service person, an army person, and I have a heritage of, you know, military families. So I have a deep love of, of my country and, you know, and also being a studious, studious of my history. I, you know, I see our nation's rich heritage, our foundation upon our Judeo Christian values. And I see our country and our society or culture in America, you know, has been turning away from that for such a long time. That you know, we talk about the different issues. You, you watch news; people argue with this, this or that. You know how we got to fix a problem, but the problem is our society has gone away from God, and the only way to fix our society's problems is for society to go back to God. Yeah. And so, the purpose of my podcast is to discuss the the issues that we're having in our culture or society, and try to provide biblical answers for those. And so, giving you know, giving trying to present the truth. You know, to to answer those questions, those yeah. hard, tough cultural, yep. societal issues that we're having, and also, you know, the Great Commission that we all have as believers is to lead all of the lost to Christ. Right. So the two that's the two twofold mission of my podcast is societal revival in our in our nation and getting the lost to Christ. Yeah, that's really cool. And it's called Voice in the Modern Wilderness. You can check it out. And you're based on Anchor, which is where this podcast is based out of the Anchor platform. But you can find it anywhere, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Apple iTunes, all those kind of things. So go check out Voice in the Modern Wilderness. We will dive into that a little bit further in just a second. But hey, the Grace Point Daily Podcast, this one exists to bring you daily encouragement for your daily walk with Christ. I don't talk about this all the time, but if you go to the anchor platform where we're based out of, there's this button that says support this podcast. Would you consider doing that? Support this podcast and also just share it, subscribe to it and let other people know about it. So thank you so much for doing that. And again, we're getting closer, closer, closer towards that epic 100th episode. It's going to be awesome. Well, Greg, back to you. Let's dive into your story. Tell us a little bit about who you are, your testimony as a follower of Jesus. Well, uh, I grew up in church. Um, my mom, you know, was one. Of, my mom was a traditional Christian woman, and it was like every Sunday you're going to church. So we, yeah. I mean, as a, as a young kid growing up, teenager, I mean, I really, I mean, I you know, I you know, I went to church, but really, you know, just someone else. Yeah, you got to go to church things, you know. <laughs> um, but my grandma or great grandma, I mean, I come from a, you know a Christian heritage, you know, through my mom's uh, line side of the family. And you know, went in the went in the army, and kind of was kind of did, did the, the old my own thing, you know, do the worldly stuff, and I got engaged um, to my first wife at the time, and I had an encounter with with Jesus during a, a counseling session with the pastor at the church um, that that where she was going to, 
and you know, I go into the council. So I was kind of scared to go in there. I was really scared to go in there because, yeah. <laughs> cause you know, we had an argument. That's what led to the counseling was we had an argument uh, previously. So her mom decided you should go to counseling with the pastor to, to obviously work these issues out and stuff. So like, okay, sure. So she goes in first and I'm out waiting in the waiting room and, and she comes about, you know, 40 minutes later, like mascara running all down her face and crying. I'm like, Oh gosh, I'm scared. <laughs> I don't want to go in there. <laughs> so he, I get called in there and I'm sitting in front of him and, and he, and he's talking and the Holy Spirit just is just, just laying, laying my pedigree open. He's just, he's basically reading every sin I was guilty. I mean, he's like, he's saying, you, you, you're doing this, you're doing that, you're doing this. Reading your mail. We call yeah, that, right? He's reading my mail. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh. He was reading your email, your text messages, your. Yep. Dirty laundry, everything. <laughs> it was like, he's somebody's going through my trash. But no, it's a. Uh, so, I mean, but as he was doing this, I just felt the crushing guilt of my sin. Just It was just this crushing, overwhelming guilt that I just realized who I, what, what, what I really was. Mm-hmm. And then I felt, you know, the conviction of, of that sin in my life. And then and he, he said, you know, you led me to Jesus. And I gave my life to Jesus right there on, on the spot. Mm-hmm. And then he further got baptized in the Holy Spirit the same night. Yeah. How old were you at I, this point in life? I was about, uh, I'd say, I've been a long time ago. <laughs> I'm old, so... <laughs> The math is okay. Okay, uh, I think it was about nineteen. 19 okay, nineteen yeah. years old. Wow. 19, yeah. So that was kind of your real come to Jesus moment, right? For you in life. So l- let me back up here just a minute. As you're growing up, wh- what kind of church were you in? Was it Baptist? Was it Pentecostal? Or ev- evangelical? Non-denominational? Or? Um, well, we we went through church uh, Church of God, uh, Church of God in uh, Indiana. It was either Church of God, we mostly was Church of God, and. Uh, I know my grand, grand grandmother went to Assembly God in Carrollton, but we, you know, I was in Air Force Brat, so we every four years we we're moving okay. from one place to another. So, but you know, it was like a Church of God that type of a church. Yeah. So, you, I mean, you had the knowledge of Jesus growing up. You had gone to church, the truth, uh, but that was kind of your real encounter. Did you, as a kid, did you have any real Jesus encounters or moments? Uh, you know, I'm just trying to get in your brain as far as a, a a child, a teenager. Was God real at that point in your life, or? Oh man, I I, I believed in God. I believed in yeah. You know, I believed the gospel story. Cause, I mean, I went to vacation Bible school and and you know did the church thing, and, and I believed everything that was true. Okay, mm-hmm. I just really didn't apply. I don't, you know, I'm, I'm kind of an insecure person. I, mean, I had huge issues with insecurity, and. And, and, you know, and, and, you know, as far as, you know, seeing God as a father, I mean, my, I mean, I love my dad, but dad was not, my dad's not, unfortunately, he's not the most nurturing type okay. guy. He <laughs> comes from a hard farm family. You know? Okay. So it was like, you know, he, he, he provided for us, but the, 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 uh, but, you know, it just, to me, I just never got that, that, you know, that, that, you know, the, as far as the spiritual leadership okay. from him. Yeah. I mean, my mom was basically provided all the spiritual leadership in the home. Okay. Because my dad, you know, he'd go to church maybe once or twice a year, Easter, Christmas type thing, you know. Okay. But mom was like, every Sunday you're going to church. If we said we didn't want to go to church, too bad, you're going. Get your, get your butt and let's go. Yeah. And so she, my mom did the spiritual, as far as the spiritual leadership in, 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 in during my childhood. Mm-hmm. And, you know, going also, you know, we, me and Air Force 
uh, person myself, uh, we, you know, we go to visit grandma and stuff during the one month out of the year. And all my relatives lived pretty much in the three county area. So we could see everybody in one shot. So I had my uh, grandma Elliot on my mom's side and then my great grandma, Carrie, who I, I uh, was able to, you know, I, I actually had in my life until I was 17. She passed away when I was in high school, just started my senior year. She passed away. So I had, I had at least 17 years with her and she was like the most godly woman I ever known in my life. I mean, stories I, you know, I've told, was told about her mm. like during the great depression where she'd go hungry and feed strangers. Just what, what little she had, she would feed strangers and go hungry herself. Mm. And, and you go to her house, she'd read the Bible to you. She's always, you know, just always, you know, showing the love of God with yeah. her life. And my grandma, uh, Elliot, which was her daughter, um, same thing. She's always, I mean, just, you always felt loved. And you felt Jesus every time you went to her house as well. And so, yeah. and she would talk about, you know, we, you know, we have an issue or something. Grandma would talk to me about Jesus and the Bible and stuff like that. So I had, I had a strong, uh, Christian heritage to my mom's side of the family. Yeah. I guess the point I'm trying to get at here a little bit is what I hear you saying in one sense is that there is this fine line or this difference between growing up in Christianity or growing up knowing Jesus. And th- that's a real danger. Don't you think as Christians, sometimes it's like there's a lot of people that grow up in Christianity, but they don't grow up knowing Jesus. Right. And there's a big difference there. Yes. And so now those of us that are adults and, and myself as uh, not just a pastor, but as a, as a Christian, a follower of Jesus that has children that I have to be real cognitive of that. I have to be really sensitive to be like, are my kids just growing up in Christianity or are they growing up knowing Jesus? Right. Cause that will, that will play a big part in determining the outcome of their life. Definitely. So I always want to make that distinction for people and really think about that as parents with our children. God, help help our children to grow up knowing Jesus, not just in a form of religion. There's a bunch of other forms of religion, uh, and a lot of them seem good. A lot of them seem right. But there is a distinctive difference in growing up, knowing and having a religion, uh, having a relationship with Jesus Christ. Right. And, and, uh, what the examples of my grandparents were, they they lived it. I mean, they didn't just say, "Here's the Bible." Yeah, read, you know, go talk to you know. They, their life lived it, and so they showed me what a life lived for Jesus is like versus well, yeah. I'm just talking about Jesus, right? They Great showed point. Their yeah. life, and so you know, as we, you know, as you're talking about raising our kids, you know, you know, we can raise our kids. You know, we can sit and t- teach them Bible stories and stuff like that, but. What lesson are we teaching them with our life? Mm-hmm. Yep. Is our life teaching them? Which is basically our life should be teaching them more than our words. Yeah. I talked to this about someone yesterday that one of the saddest things that I've done as a pastor is at an altar praying with parents who are now 50, 60 years old that are crying and praying for their children who are not serving Jesus whatsoever. Uh, and they are crying and you know pray for my child to come back to know the lord and one of the things they talk about is you know the bible says train your kids up in the ways of the lord and they will not depart from it but sometimes i i, I can get a little uh feisty because i i, I want to say in that moment listen you can't pray something over your children that you have not practiced 
And so what I mean by that is there's a lot of people, getting back to this point, there's a lot of people that have brought their children up in Christianity, but they haven't lived Christianity or modeled it for their children. And so now, because the Bible says, train your child in the ways of the Lord, what you just brought up, the Bible says, you need to live Jesus in front of them so that they know what it's like to live for Jesus. That's your responsibility. The Bible didn't say, take your kids to church. I mean, that's, that's a very good thing. Uh, you know, you know, and you get what I'm saying is that we have to, the, the point you just brought up is that we have to live Christianity and model it for our children, not just be like, okay, we went to church. Right. And that, that's a huge factor in something that I want to practice. And that's scary because training your child in the ways of the Lord means you need to show them how to follow Jesus. I talk about this when it comes to the specific topic of missions in the church. I always tell people, like, it's great that we give money to missionaries and those kind of things, but don't don't just talk to your kids about missions. Let them watch you do missions, and that will become much more powerful. And so what I hear you even saying was with you know, some of those influential people in your life is that you didn't just hear them talk about Jesus, but you saw them living for Jesus, and that made a big right. difference. Yes, that made a huge difference. In fact, I, I believe if I had not witnessed that with my grandparents and my mom, I wouldn't be a Christian right now. Wow. Did you have a, a moment, this is always an interesting question to ask, for you growing up in Christianity with a heritage of faith, did you have any of those moments as a teenager, uh, more specifically as a teenager, rebellious moments or things like that? Oh, I had plenty of rebellious moments. I, I, was, a, I was a holy terror. Okay. <laughs> when, when, well, when you get, you know, when, you know, as a teenage boy, you get up to about 16, 17 years old, you start thinking, you know it all, that you're going to be independent, that you're going to, you know, that you know, I don't have to do what you tell me anymore type thing. And, you know, I, and I, I would, I, you know, I'd have little rash moments where I would, you know, me and dad would clash. Cause I'm like, you know, he's like, do this. I'm like, well, no. And he, <laughs> he'd, uh, well, he ever so subtly let me know uh, it ain't going to happen that way. Mm-hmm. And then, especially after I graduated high school, I was, after I graduated high school, and I'm like, well, I'm an adult now. You know, look at me. I'm Mr. Adult. <laughs> and, you know, I had no clue in the world. I was yeah. like, like super naive. I was so naive. But here I thinking I was, you know, Mr. Adult. And, you know, and, I, and then I'm, st- I had, and then I would just, me and dad, I'm, I'm surprised dad didn't kill me before I went in the army because we was clashing all the time. And, and then I started lashing out my mom. And I was supposed to go in the Air Force and, it, you know, they, it didn't work out. And so, like, so I was mad because I didn't make it in the Air Force. Okay. So I was just a pain in the butt. I was just a pain <laughs> in the butt the whole summer. In fact, how I ended up in the Army is my mom called the Army recruiter and said, come get him. I'm tired of him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so. One way to do it, right? Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so right before I went in the Army, I told mom, I said, good, good look at me. I'm never, never going to see me ever again. Which wow. lasted about a month. I came back on, yeah. my, <laughs> on my Christmas break. Oh, man. Okay, so I was going to get to that point in life. You're a military guy, former military guy. So that was not you wanted to be in the military. So as you're as you're like a senior in high school and stuff like that, did you have visions of, and dreams of what you wanted to be in life, or were you did you have a sense of direction, or you're just like I'm just going to go in the military? Um, well, I, I I was kind of I didn't really know what I wanted to do with my life. I, I mean, I, I know the military. 
I, I, I wanted to go to college and I knew military was the best way to go get the college that I needed. And my dad was in the air force. So I'm kind of like f- trying to follow my dad's footsteps. My dad was air force. Okay. He was, he was, a, he was an aircraft mechanic and I ended up going to air force as an electrician, electronics expert. And so, but that didn't work out. And then, so then after, after the air force didn't work out cause they, they wake you up at three in the morning and I had a car wreck the year before. Well, I was still in Indiana, and Dad was mad at me because I wrecked the car, and he said, you know, they're going to sue you and all that stuff, and he was like, he was mad. And, and so me being naive, I didn't know nothing. So I get they wake you up at 3 in the morning, the day I was supposed to go to basic training in the Air Force. <laughs> okay. So they sit you down, and they interrogate you like you're a criminal. I mean, boom, 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 boom. And he said, have you ever been contempt of court? I'm sorry, I've never heard the, t- the term in my life, contempt of court. I'm thinking, yes, yeah, so, so they're suing me. So like, yeah. Like you go sit over there and, and they this must have sat over there for like two hours or so and they were trying to figure it all out. They come to find out that I didn't know what the word contempt of court meant. Okay. But they still said, Here's your ticket, go home. See ya. So wow. Yeah, Air Force is like really back then they were really picky. Okay. If you had like a even even like a little slight gray spot, they send you home. It's in your home. And so I, I you know, I'm mad at the world. I mean dad, of course, dad was mad at me because I didn't make it in. You know, and so I you know, so I was just mad. I was just angry. Mm-hmm. And, and then when mom called the army recruiter to come get me because I was being a pain in the rear. And so I, you know, go, th- go through the process of enlisting the army. The army's like, we don't care. We'll take you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're not as picky as the Air Force, you know. <laughs> okay. So I said, well, dad's a mechanic, so I'll, I'll be a mechanic. So I signed, I signed up to be a track vehicle mechanic. And so went to basic AIT and then, you know, did six years in the army doing mechanic stuff. But then after a few years of the mechanic stuff, I didn't like it. I just didn't have the talent for it. Didn't just, just didn't like the mechanic doing mechanics. And so, but I did my six years and I, but then before I made my six years up, I maybe did become a Christian while, while I was in the army. Okay. So when I had that come to Jesus moment during the council, that was during I was, yeah, I was in the, the army. Yes, okay. I was in the army. And which I'm thinking, I do thank God because even though I was, you know, the things that happened with the Air Force, God was staring me in the direction I needed to go without me realizing it. Mm. He was putting me in the position where I needed to be, even though, you know, I didn't have any clue at the time. Yeah. You know, I, I, sometimes I, sometimes it's like, man, if I, what happened if I went in the Air Force? I mean, I never became a Christian if I went in the Air Force. Right. Because I wouldn't have been. Is, isn't it great? I, I love that about um, now being a follower of Jesus that God is always working and, and he, he's working in us around it. You know what I'm saying? He's, he's working. The Bible says he's working all things together for our good. And I can look back and I can see, I call it the setup, you know, that before I came to know Christ, that God was setting up the stage for the moment that I would meet him and come to know him uh, and have step into a relationship with the living God, Jesus Christ. And then now I see, now I can look in hindsight back on my years of, following Jesus, ministry, et cetera, I can look back and just really appreciate like, man, look at how God has weaved himself in and out of my life over and over again. And, you know, he's doing that today. Uh, Even as I can't even see it, he's weaving himself in and out of my life. And that's what he was doing for you. Uh, You might've been rebellious. You might've been a pain in the butt. You might've missed the air force, et cetera, but God was still working 
because he loves you. He had, he had a plan. He has he has a plan for your life. And people that might be listening today to this podcast, you could be in utter rebellion. You could be walking with the Lord. But I can tell you one thing right now: God is working in your life. Yes, that is definitely true, and He's still working. Yeah, I, I just I mean I, it's awesome to see how He's been working in my life. I mean He's He's He had to bring me to a position first to, to accept Him, and then start training me. Because I, I didn't have good you know, when I was in the army, I had poor work ethic. I had an attitude. Even the, even the in the army, I had an attitude problem. Okay. <laughs> I, with with authority, I mean, I, I would make comments to, to higher NCOs. I'm surprised I didn't get busted sometimes. But I, I just I had a bad attitude even while I was in the army. Okay. God had to really work that attitude out of me. So I mean, I come to Jesus, and he's still in in in, in, in over a period of time, working on that attitude. And getting my attitude to change to, to where God wants that, me to have the attitude, mm-hmm. and so it was a long process. I mean, I I, I went from the army, I got out, and I said, decided I did my six years. I was tired of the army, didn't want to do the army anymore. I wanted to go to college and start learning IT. So I got out of the army, and started going to to a community college, business college in Tennessee, and got my associate's degree. And but during those two years, I mean, I, I went from having a stable income to basically living on food stamps, welfare, making okay. 400 bucks a month, had a wife and a kid. Wow. And really, really rough time trying to economically make it. And so I, I but I stuck out the two, two years. And, but that, that time really taught me work ethic. I mean, really what the value of working, it put you just trying to put that effort into, to make ends meet and, you know, some very important life lessons. So when you're down in the deepest Valley, God's still teaching you life important life lessons. Yeah, to help you to change to change get the old dirty thinking the stinking thinking away from you to help you get to where He wants you to be. And then once I got the associate degree and moving to uh, to uh, Kansas to the Kansas City area where my folks lived, and unfortunately the first marriage didn't work out. But anyways, I did another you know another seven years of minimum wage jobs and I started getting my bachelor degree. And then during that time I, you know, I started, you know, really working good and my attitude got better for us, you know, in, in my employment. And I, you know, strive to do to do the best job I can do because I I just wanted to do it for Jesus. Yeah. So my attitude now is I'm doing my work for Jesus. Yeah. I may be getting paid by the IRS right now. Right. <laughs> but I, I'm working for Jesus. Yeah. And so God just brought so much blessing, blessing, blessing. And just doors opening, doors opening. And then when I grabbed the subject of tithing, and I know this may be off topic a little bit, but. No, I lo- bring that up. I love when you talk about that because you got a great perspective on that. But I used to believe when I first became a Christian that, you know, tithing was okay if you had the money to do it. You know, you, okay. had, you, know, if you had the spare Optional. Change, optional, yes. <laughs> and, you know, and, and didn't put the perspective on tithing how it should be. And it went on for, I mean, I think around the mid-2000s is when I finally, finally learned the value of tithing. Because our church preaches a lot on tithing. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the you know people would say, well, they just want your money. You know, of course, they're going to talk about tithing because the church wants your money. And, right. <laughs> and it's, it's easy for people to buy into that, you know. Because, you know, obviously you see, you know, with big evangelist scandals you see and stuff like that. Yeah, right, so right. Everybody thinks, yep. well, the church just wants your There's money. There's been corruption there. So, but I realized that that God owns 100% of my paycheck. Because if it wasn't for God, I wouldn't have a paycheck. 
God, like the Bible says, God owns all the silver and the gold. He owns all of it. And he, you know, he blesses, and he gives me the ability, ability to, to go out and earn and be able to support myself, earn my paycheck. But it's, it's all it comes from him. Yeah. Amen. And then as Malachi says, you know, bring your tithes to the storehouse and then see that, you know, God won't overflow your blessings. We can't even yep. attain it. And so I started, you know, it was a leap of faith at the time because like, Hard to you know it's hard to just chunk twenty <laughs> right, right. It's hard to do. It's, it's in one it's, sense it doesn't seem like a lot, right? Uh, a, a dime for a dollar, a dollar, uh, a dime from a dollar, right? But in practice, it, it's a discipline. What's well, really it's hard? It's a stretch. Yeah, especially if you don't, especially if you have a lot of bills and you don't have a high income. It's really hard. Yeah. And I how much was I think I was making about forty fifty thousand at the time, and I was had a thousand dollar month house payment and stuff like that. Yeah. So. Going going out and plunking ten percent was not a really easy decision. Yeah, but I, I said I said I'm going to do it by faith. I'm going to do it, and I started doing it. Never looked back since, and just God's opened so many doors. Yep, I mean just opened so many doors, and not just financially. I mean, I mean I, I believe that God blesses you you overflowing with many other things, but God provides for my needs. Right, and I've and. I've never had to worry about money. Never had to worry about where my job's coming from. I never had to worry about that. I mean, mm-hmm. that's awesome. I've been free from that worry ever wow. since I started tithing. Yeah, just from a, 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 and it's a God principle. And when we put that in the practice, we get the results. Yes. All of God's principles work when yes. we do them. And that's one of tithing. So, man, challenge you guys, those of you that are listening, become a tither, be, become a giver. And some of these things we have to learn, right? I mean, it's okay. Some things, some of the God things, we have to learn discipline. I mean, if I met you today, uh, I, I, from my encounters with you, generous guy, uh, kind of guy that you'd give me your shirt if I needed it, etc. But yet you still had to learn the principle of giving to the Lord. Yes, it don't it don't come naturally. It's not human nature. Right. It's not human nature <laughs> to go just you know to do that. It's human nature to want to get 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 get. And so you you know you did you want to do the God nature of give give give. Mm-hmm. Amen. Well, let's uh, take these last few minutes on the podcast to talk about your podcast, Voice in the Modern Wilderness. Uh, when, you just a couple months now, a few months ago, or what? Yeah, what inspired uh, you to do this? Well, actually, you did. <laughs> Praise <laughs> the Lord. Yeah, I'm a podcast baby. <laughs> yes. <Pastor Jeremiah>. <laughs> yeah. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, um, you got me uh, listening to your podcast. You got the Modern Christian Dads, the Grace Point Daily, and I just love listening to them. I look forward to every time the episode comes out. I'll mm-hmm. be showering, listening to my, you know either one yeah. of them, whichever comes out <laughs> at the time, and and just listen to it. It'll be at work. I'll plug it in on the computer and listen to it while I'm working. But I mean, it's kind of struck interest because I mean, I something and another reason why I really like to do the podcast because I'll be honest with you, I'm a lazy person when okay. it comes to reading. <laughs> I'm a lazy reader. I mean, I, <laughs> And so I've been. I need to get into the Bible, but every time I do it, I'm like I'll read a page or two, then my mind just goes, it just starts wandering. Yeah, and then it's like I can't. That's hard. So, <laughs> and so like I figured doing a podcast, and, and with the passion I have for for our country, and the passion I want to have for Jesus, that I can use that to get, you know basically forces me to get into the Bible to research things. Yeah. And I'm researching the Bible for scriptures related to the topic I'm talking about and also, you know, researching like different pastors like Billy Graham or whatever that that, that actually talks about the subject as well mm-hmm. and putting that together into an episode. 
Yeah. And you're, I mean, man, in one sense, I, I, we do modern Christian dads, which is really kind of fun, entertaining. We get serious talk, spiritual, uh, grace point daily is kind of a plethora of a couple, a few different things that we do, but man, you're ta- tackling some tough subject matter in your podcast. Yes. It's, it's not politically correct. I mean, okay. <laughs> I, I'll be the first one to tell you, I'm, uh, it's not a politically correct. I'm not going to, I, I tell it right to the point. Yeah. And, you've hit and, on homosexuality, yeah. uh, heaven, hell um right it's not very popular subjects yeah to talk about but they but god talks about them and if right. god's talking about them then we should be talking about them yeah uh two things with that number one is what i love about our culture today in terms of whether it be podcasting social media facebook instagram youtube etc is that we all have a voice today and that's what i really like about this digital age is that we all have a voice and so i you know for someone like you like me who's like, I want to start a podcast, man, do it, do it. You know, yes. get on there, start a YouTube channel, uh, make Facebook live videos because you never know. I mean, even our, uh, children's pastor, pastor Justin, uh, I encouraged him as a children's pastor. I said, make a weekly Facebook live video, just sharing your thoughts. And, uh, he's been doing that diligently. And the other day, uh, he just went on and talked about sharing and serving your community and how do you serve your community, et cetera. And he just gets this huge message from a guy, not bad, but good, how he was inspired. And that simple story that he shared on a Facebook live video really ministered to that person. And I love that today. We all have a voice. We all have a voice. So whatever it is, if it's a podcast, you want to start a podcast, Hey, give me a call. I'll help you. I'll get you started. I'll, I'll give you gear advice, etc. But use your voice. Today is the day to use your voice to influence. And it might be one, it might, the, the number doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? Uh, because I look at, you know, some of our podcast numbers, uh, and those kind of things. I'm, I'm happy about some of them. I want them to increase, but we all have a voice, uh, and you are God's using your voice in, and I love the name voice in the modern wilderness. Cause we are in a very dry season in our country spiritually, and we need that revival. We need that move of God. So use your voice, use your voice, use your gifts. Yes, definitely. Um, with our with the culture we have now, we have a lot of voices that are are uh, screaming for things that are anti God, and we need to have voices that are standing up for for godly principles. And a lot of in in this and this is going to be part of a this is going to be very straightforward. But the a lot of pe- believers have been silent. Yeah, I think a lot of the reasons why we have these issues in our country right now with our society and our culture is because the people of God have stayed silent. Haven't haven't spoken up. Yeah. I mean, according to this poll, 70% of Americans claim to be Bible believing. Wow. But why are we having so many problems? Yeah. Why? I mean, our country doesn't look like the Bible. No. <laughs> if we believe it. And that's that difference. Again, you brought it up. The difference between belief and practice, the, the belief and the, the actual manifestation of the belief that we say we believe in there's, there's something wrong there in our country, right? Not happening. The two aren't, aren't in agreement with each other right now. Definitely. So anyway, Greg, man, I love hearing your story, military guy. Thank you for your service in the military as well. Appreciate that very much. Appreciate your heart, your story, how God is using you. And so one last request advice, uh, Shout out to Greg Walden. Go check out Voice in the Modern Wilderness. Just search that. It's available on all the podcast platforms. Hey, thank you for joining us on this episode of the Grace Point Daily Podcast. We will talk to you next time. 